A cryptic post on 4chan, a month-long scavenger hunt, and an obsession with prime numbers. These are the oddities that we'll explore today. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the pilot episode of Oddities Explored, a new podcast that will dive into something odd each week. These could be ARGs, internet mysteries, true crime, and really just anything else that I find worth covering. You can find the show on any of your major podcast players, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or really just any podcasting service that you use. I have an Instagram linked with the show. The Instagram is Oddities Explored, all one word. And I tried to also make a Twitter but when I went to make a Twitter, Twitter claimed that I violated their terms of service. So how it played out, I created the Twitter. I created the Twitter under this name, this alias. I'll get to the reason I'm calling it an alias in a minute. But I created the Twitter under this alias. I gave them the email associated with the account and everything. And they actually claimed I was violating terms of service because I was trying to create this account to overstep violations of a different account so i emailed them and i said hey i'm not actually violating terms of service like i don't know what you guys are talking about i've never been via or i've never been suspended from twitter i've never had a problem like that so what's going on they got back to me and they still said that i was violating service so my account was permanently suspended so yeah i uh, tried to make a twitter didn't end up working that's fine though so yeah, uh, official Instagram is Oddities Explored, all one word, no capitals. Uh, when I said that, I didn't really give them any personal information. I don't really want my personal information tied in with this show. I like the idea of not having to worry about my actual identity being involved in the show. I know that when I start this podcast, a lot of the people that listen are going to be friends of mine. Uh, just keep my personal identity out of it, guys. I don't think it contributes to the show in any way, and I just, I don't know. I like the idea of not having anything to do with it personally. Uh, I have my identity listed under John on Instagram because I have to put a name. And I think I also have it under John in Google. If you guys have a better idea for an alias, let me know. Um, I'm all ears. But for now, I guess it's just John. Um, I'm also very new to the podcasting world. So there's going to definitely be some kinks. Uh it's not going to be as smooth as I'd like it to be when it first starts out. So yeah, just give some feedback. Uh, I'll keep everything posted on Instagram. You guys can kind of go there, tell me what I'm doing well, tell me what I'm not doing well. This is a passion project of mine, so I don't expect everything to be completely smooth that quickly, but I'm still excited. I have a lot of hope for this. So yeah, just go on that Instagram, give me some feedback, tell me what you guys like. Uh, if you guys could do one last thing, I know Google Podcast does this. I don't know if Apple or Spotify do, but could you guys just turn on automatic downloads? That way you guys don't miss an episode. It's free to do, and it honestly is going to help the show a lot just to start with those analytics and figure out who's downloading it. And yeah, share it with your friends if you like it. It should be a pretty good show. I'm excited. I put a lot of work into this, and I genuinely think I made something good. So... Without further ado and that very long anecdote, let's get on to the actual meat and potatoes of the show. So the show this week is actually going to be about Cicada 3301. 
Now, Cicada 3301 is a very famous internet mystery. It's my personal favorite just because of how much there is to go off of it. There's a lot of information. There's a lot they gave us. But we really don't know too much about the organization or the person or the alias itself. This entire mystery actually started on January 5th, 2012, when the image with the following was posted on 4chan that read, Hello, we are looking for highly intelligent individuals. To find them, we have devised a test. There is a message hidden in this image. Find it, and it will lead you on the road to finding us. We look forward to meeting the few that will make it all the way through. Good luck, 3301. So 4chan is an image board site and users can post anonymously on a variety of topics. It has a very mixed reputation because of the hacker identities on that site. The hacker group Anonymous actually originated from 4chan in 2003. And another thing I'd like to say about 4chan is the more a post is interacted with, the longer it's going to stay on the top of its respective board. So in order for more and more people to have seen this, people would have had to keep interacting with the post. And the reason I want to say that is I just find it very interesting that people kept interacting with it as quickly and as much as they did, because this stayed on, if I'm not mistaken, for almost an entire month, it was on the front page, which is very impressive for how much 4chan runs quickly through content. So people on 4chan were very quick to take this challenge and start working on the hidden message to actually solve the original post you had to open the image on notepad or any sort of site that would show you the text in the image. Aside from the random text on the bottom, there's an actual message that says, Tiberius Claudius Caesar says, and then just a bunch of random stuff. So mentioning a Roman Caesar was no accident. It's actually going to point to the type of cipher you're going to need to transform this gibberish into something that actually matters. And if you do that, you're going to get an imger link to follow. Just as a side note, Imgur is a photo sharing site. I just wanted to make sure everyone was on the same page. But if you follow this Imgur link, it's actually going to take you to a picture of a mallard duck. And it says, whoops, just decoys this way. Looks like you can't guess how to get the message out. So to some people, this is going to seem like a dead end. But to people that were either A, more observant or just more inclined in what Cicada wants from them, this is actually a hint. The words guess and out were actually a nod to use a tool called outguess on the image. So outguess is something called a steganography tool, and steganography is the act of hiding a secret message in a non-secret item. So just as an example, obviously the image itself, it's very visible, you can see it, but the message behind said image is hidden. So that's what people actually use outguess for. So if you put the image into Outguess, it's going to actually give you a Reddit link and a book code. So a book code is a combination of pages, words, letters, paragraphs, as kind of a form of hiding a message. Uh, these numbers don't really make sense unless you have the exact book, not just the book itself, but you also need to have the correct edition and format because it comes down to the exact words in the placement sometimes. So obviously if it was different printing or like a bigger font, smaller font, it can actually throw the entire thing out. So the Reddit link is actually going to take you to a subreddit made by Cicada3301, and it features three important images and random lines of text. The first image is actually going to be the picture of a welcome mat, 
and if you use outguess on it, you're going to be given a PGP signed message that simply says, patience is a virtue, while explaining that this PGP signature will be used from all messages sent from Cicada at this point. So a PGP signature or a pretty good privacy signature is a way to sign messages validating a sender's identity without actually giving their real alias away. And the second image is actually something called a stereogram. A stereogram is supposed to give an image the impression of 3D depth, but whenever I look at the image, I don't really get 3D depth from it. It's more of just distortion. So if you put this image throughout Guess, you are given text that says, the key has always been right in front of your eyes. This isn't the quest for the Holy Grail. Stop making it more difficult than it is. So from here, I can mention that the lines of text on the subreddit look like they need to be decrypted. And the key to this lies in the third image or the header of the subreddit. Uh, some people tended to overlook this in the beginning, but they actually turned out to be Mayan numbers that are going to be used to figure out the cipher use on the text in this subreddit. So once you decipher it, it actually takes you to a book called Thomas Bullfinch's Mythology. And in this mythology, there are lines of text referring to King Arthur and his knight searching for the Holy Grail. Uh, I want to back up to the stereogram image. So I didn't really explain the images, like the look of the image. The image actually does look like it's supposed to be King Arthur or one of the knights of the round table looking for the Holy Grail. I'm going to post a bunch of these images on my Instagram so you guys can kind of look at them if you want. And then, like I said, just go to the Instagram if you want to see it. I still don't see 3D depth. I just see distortion. But moving on from that, if you take the book code from earlier and actually use this section, you're going to be given a phone number to call. And when you call this phone number, you're going to be given this audio message. Very good. You have done well. There are three prime numbers associated with the original final.jpg image. 3301 is one of them. You will have to find the other two. Multiply all three of these numbers together and add a .com on the end to find the next step. Good luck. Goodbye. So, if you actually go back to the first image, the very first image where this all started, the other two prime numbers are actually going to be in the pixel dimensions, which measure out to be 503 and 509. So if you multiply all three of these numbers, it gives you a website that shows the picture of a cicada and a countdown timer. If you outguess the cicada image, it actually gives you the message, you have done well to come this far. Patience is a virtue. Check back at 1700 on Monday, 9th of January, 2012. So people were kind of left in a waiting game at this point. And then when the countdown actually expired, it was replaced by a list of random numbers that people figured out to be coordinates. Now, if you follow any of these coordinates, it's going to take you places all around the world, from the US to Poland to even Australia, to name a few. So if you go to any of these coordinates, it's going to greet you with the poster of a cicada and a QR code. And then I will post a picture of one of these on the Instagram so you guys can kind of see what they look like. Uh, if you scan this QR code, it leads you to two new book codes and a message that says, you've shared too much at this point. We want the best, not the followers. Thus, the first few will receive the prize. Good luck. 
Also, just kind of a note that I find slightly weird. The website changes a little bit later and the coordinates were changed into numbers. And if you added any of these numbers to the original URL, it's going to take you to photos of all of the QR code posters. So even if you couldn't get there for whatever reason, you can still actually get the QR code. So just as a small example, it's going to look like HTTP, you know, slash slash the website and then slash whatever number dot JPEG. And then it'll bring up one of those QR codes. So of the two book codes, the second book code was actually the one that was cracked first. The book that was used was called Agrippa, A Book of the Dead by William Gibson. And I kind of want to talk about this book in particular just real quick because it's very interesting within itself. So this book has some interesting details. And the first is that the book has two variants. The first variant is a 3.5 inch floppy disk and the second is a physical book. Now, if you listen to the floppy disk version, it was actually programmed to encrypt itself after the first listen. And the book itself was actually treated with photosensitive chemicals, so it fades when it's first exposed to light. So, just kind of an interesting thing. The author obviously didn't want too many people to read this. I don't know why, but I don't know. Just an interesting little tidbit. So for this puzzle, you actually need to decrypt the floppy disk, and if you can do so successfully, you're given a dot .onion address. So a dot .onion address in this case, for anyone who doesn't know, it's going to be any sort of address used in the dark web. The dark web, it doesn't use .com or .edu, just anything like that. It is always going to be a dot .onion address. So the first book code was actually part of the Encyclopedia Britannica. 11th edition, volume 6, slice 3, Chitral to Cincinnati. I think I said Chitral, right? <laughs> uh, going back to that dot onion, if you follow that link, you're greeted with the following message. Congratulations. Please create a new email address with a public, free web-based service, one you've never used before, and enter it below. We recommend you do this while you're still using Tor for anonymity. We will email you a number within the next few days in the order in which you arrived at this page. Once you received it, come back to this page and attach a slash and then the number you received to this URL, 3301. So after this, I want to just kind of side note, everything we're going to talk about from this point is speculation. It's not something that we can necessarily prove. Some of the stuff is lacking PGP signatures. The other part of it is that we don't have a clear roadmap like we did here. So just as a side note, none of this can really be proven too hard. So yeah, just kind of pointing that one out. Uh, the next part of this journey is actually going to lead you to an RSA puzzle. So an RSA cipher is going to take one big number, so in this case it's going to be 112 digits, and you have to factorize it down to two smaller prime numbers. Now obviously this can take a lot of time to do, but luckily there are open source programs that you can use to decipher this. Uh, another thing I want to point out, that in the message Cicada makes it clear that each person has a unique key, so people can't really work together. And then the next test gives you a line of text and two MIDI files. And then if you were able to solve that, you are greeted with this message. Very good. You have proven to be most dedicated to come this far to attain enlightenment. Create a PGP key for your mail address and upload it to them 
it key server s then encrypt the following word list using the cicada 3301 public key sign it with your keys and the asci armor ed cipher text to gmail address from which you received your numbers your words are i know that sounded really bad but it was also completely distorted in terms of text i couldn't read it because it was so broken uh i'll put that one on instagram too i'm sure that i could have done a better job reading that but it's pretty broken you guys can just look at it yourself so after this message we're pretty much completely left in the dark uh other than the people that solved it we have no idea what happened we have no idea if there were more tests I mean, we don't even know if there were more tests involved after the RSA or before the MIDI. We have nothing to really go on. So finally, a month after this entire thing started, the image on the subreddit changed to this. Hello, we have found the individuals we sought. Thus, our month-long journey ends. For now. Thank you for your dedication and effort. If you were unable to complete the test or did not receive an email, do not despair. There will be more opportunities like this one. Thank you all. 3301 and that concludes puzzle one of cicada 3301 so i'm gonna have to make this a two-part there is a lot of information and cicada actually does come back the next year uh, i'm going to leave that for part two but up until then i just kind of want to throw some of the theories out there's one i subscribe to pretty hard and there are two more that are just kind of there i don't know they the thing is is it's a mystery no one can really prove their theories too far, but the other two just don't seem nearly as strong to me. So the first theory is definitely the one I subscribe to, and it's that this is an underground group like the Cypherpunks. This group favors online anonymity and uses strong cryptology and privacy techniques. So the first indication of this is the use of the dark web and the Tor network. So just as kind of a little bit of a backstory, so the dark web actually started with just the government using it, but they had to end up letting civilians on it too, because if you're using the dark web and only the US government can use the dark web, obviously you know it's going to be someone government oriented. So that's kind of why the common person was able to go on the dark web now. And yeah, that kind of helps with that keeping spies anonymous. The second point that kind of leans some credence is a guy by the name of Joel Erickson. He's a cryptologist from Sweden, and he claims to have solved the first puzzle. Um, in his words, he believes that the group is similar to the cypherpunks, but not exactly the same. So I think that just kind of starts to lead a little bit more credence to what I think. The second theory is that the entire thing was actually orchestrated by an internet troll. So even though there is an end goal, and it's not just a wild goose chase like a normal troll would like, Many of the users claim to lose contact with 3301 during the end project. So this could be the troll cutting ties with its end users as a sort of like ridding their hands from the problem. But it doesn't really make sense that they would choose to pick the entire thing up a year later. It just seems like a lot of work like in total. And the sheer complexity of the entire first puzzle. It's just so much work to mess with people. Like, we live in a world where you could send a picture of a stick bug, and you can stick bug people. So why go through all of this effort to do something like that? It just doesn't really add up. So the third theory is that 3301 is actually a government agency recruiting cybersecurity assistance. 
So governments have done this before. Uh, the GCHQ in Britain actually launched a Can You Crack It challenge to recruit cyber spies. And the U.S. Air Force Cyber Command unleashed a code hidden in their logo as a recruitment scheme. The glaring question, though, is if this is 3301, if they're a government agency, how did a government organization hang posters all over the world? And if this is a government agency and they did it, are there multiple governments involved? And if so, is it a multi-government agency? It just, I don't know. It seems to fall a little bit flat with me just because of the multi-government part. I guess governments could work together, but when you're trying to find cybersecurity for your own government, why would you work with other governments? I don't know. Just seems kind of... doesn't seem right. So, with this, I'm actually going to call episode 1 to a close. Uh, 3301, like I said, does come back a year later, as promised, and it's all just so much information that I don't want to go too far too fast. I don't even know if I went too far with this one or too quickly because there is a lot to it. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Like I said, this is a passion project of mine. I'm really excited to see how this is all going to turn out. Uh, follow the Instagram and give me feedback on what you guys all think. I'm Like I said, I'm excited. I'm genuinely excited. It's a lot of fun to be doing this finally. Uh, some of you I've talked to, you guys have known I've been working on this for a few weeks. It's, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a good one. I'll see you guys on the conclusion of Cicada, and goodbye, everyone. Have a good night.